Is my camera working? Yep. yep. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. Episode. Uh oh, two fifty eight. Am I right? Correct. Woo! <laughs> that was freestyle. <laughs> Fellas, how was the week? What went down? What was up with y'all? My shit was exhausting, bro. Exhausting like a mug, man. So we did our uh, ten-year reunion. Well, hold on. Hey. Even before that, it was exhausting. So let me tell you. <laughs> so I got my locks combined. I don't know if y'all can tell, but it's definitely thicker. Yeah. You probably so, can see it better in person, but it's a whole process. God damn, it's a process. <laughs> you, you you started the last pod. Wait, what are you talking about? You, you was getting retwisted during the last pod. Yes, yes, yes. So that was what? Last Sunday, right? Yeah. yeah. That was day one of four. So, bruh. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to say brush waves. <laughs> Slow down a second. You had to do four. How, how many hours a day are we talking? Full ass day. This is shifts. Shawty was over here. <laughs> damn there every day. And it was damn there from damn there sun up to sundown. They like moved uh, in, basically, rent. basically. So, so I had like over 135, 140 dreads. Now I only have 35. So, for each little combination of locks, we have to like break it down. Well, first she has to braid them all. Then we have to break it down, and then she has to like reconstruct them. And then after she did all of that to all 135, then she has to do the normal retwist. So literally on that last day, we did it Sunday, we did Monday, Tuesday, we skipped Wednesday, and then we finished up Thursday because the shit, the reunion was Friday. So I'm like, I got to have my shit done by the reunion. So Thursday, she got here at 9 a.m. and we didn't even finish up to like midnight, 12, almost 1230. And that was just the last day. Yeah. Please tell me you were taking full-blown phone calls while you was getting retwisted. Oh, yeah. I was still working. I was still working like normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. We ain't taking days off. And I, was help- and I was helping her. So normally, you know, if you go to the shop, you got you got the African women that be speeding Gonzalez with it. It's usually like two or three people working on your head at once. So for her to just be the only one doing it, I'm like, bro, what can I do to cut- help speed up this process? So I, while she was like constructing some of them, I was breaking the other ones down, getting them prepped for. So if I wasn't doing that, that shit would have been like a two week process. Damn. Yeah. Not to get, I, I have to ask because now I'm intrigued. Um, not to get into the the, the the super price, but like, is this is this just a price that grows every day, or is this a one set price that she just got to do it all? Man. With? She did. She gave me the price thinking it was only going to take one day. As we got into it, I'm like, there's no way I can just give her the original amount because this is. So if you go to a shop, they're charging over $700 to get this done. Ooh, damn. Easy. And wouldn't be surprised if they charge us. No, it's just I'm like this for life. So now my retwist will be a quarter of the time because I got a quarter of the locks. Okay. Gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha. I know y'all have seen like some people like DeAndre Hopkins. He got thick, you know, thick locks. He maybe has 15, 20. Mm-hmm. People like Kodak Black. 
we got the same kind of locks, but he only has like eight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's that same style, but it's a process if you don't do it just from from jump. If you want to combine them, that shit is a process. Woo. So it's worth it though. I like I like I like how it turned out. And I think it's gonna make them last a little longer as I grow with age and hair begins to thin out. They're already mm-hmm. kind of got thick roots. So shit, that was the week. Look into the reunion. The real reason why we're here, but you threw us off with the dreads. Right. So, so so how much did you tip her? Because we was talking about tipping last week. How much did you tip her? Or you just factored it into what the original price was and you threw extra on top? I just threw extra on top of that. I wouldn't even consider it a tip. I just upped the ante. She only, I can't even, I don't even want to say her price because if she does it again, I'm sure it's not <laughs> going to be that price. <laughs> right. Now that she knows, like, she's going to, it's not definitely not going to take one day. And since I've had it done, a couple people have already hit her up like, yo, I want that shit. And I don't know how she's feeling about doing it again, but I'm sure her price has went up. That bad. Does it feel heavier? Um, no. It might have actually. Well, no. It, the true test is when I like wash it because once it, it's like a mop. Once it really gets some water in, and that's when it's truly heavy. But nah, not right now. It feel so the same. Then, so then you went to your expensive ass barber to get lined up and shit. So I didn't tell y'all. So my barber got COVID. Bro, a lot has happened this week. My barber got COVID. There's a lot here, Horn. There's a lot here, Horn. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, bro, I can't get a retwist and not a lineup because it looks so goofy with my scalp showing up top and then the fro for my tape. Like I still got a fro in the front. So I definitely had to. Um, I definitely had to go to just a rando, and they worked out. You know what I'm saying? And it was definitely uh, half the price. So we, <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Man. Well, no oils, huh? No, he. Oh, I know y'all saw the Facebook post, bro. I put some random oil on my <laughs> fucking beard Yo, that my wife yeah. had. <laughs> Wait, was, that, was, was that Saturday? Oh, uh, I feel like I had just got to Nashville and show and like open my phone and like gut busted laugh and show my wife. I don't know what day that was. <laughs> Friday like, morning. Wait, wait, what happened? So, what okay. happened? I'm lost. Oh man, Bruh, so much has happened. This week. <laughs> wait till you hear this. Where have I, I been? <laughs> so I got the fresh, fresh twist, preparing to get my lineup later on, and this is Friday, so day of the reunion, about to try to be fresh. I don't really got no more beard oil, so I take my shower, wash up, do all that good stuff, and then I'm looking in the cabinet just for some some shit to moisturize my face, and my wife got some shit. I'm looking at it. I'm like, this look guy. I'm reading it. It says hair and body, so shit, squirt a couple drops to get it going. I'm like, yo, this shit stinks. Like, it stinks bad. Potent as fuck. And I was like, yo, I got to wash my face. So I washed my face at least three or four more times. Smell was not coming out. I'm using all the reunion day. This is on reunion day, Friday. So smells not coming out. I hopped back (laughs) in the shower to truly just wash my whole face again. More oils, like the the go-to oils, wasn't getting the smell out. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to the gym. I'm, I got my mask on. I can't even wear my mask because <laughs> it, it stinks so bad. 
And I call my wife like, Brad, what the fuck is this oil that got me stinking like this? And it's potent, Brad. And she was like, yeah, I use that oil to uh, kill bugs on the plants. <laughs> so I think it's called like, it's called like neem oil. So somebody posted in the comments what it was. They knew what exactly I was talking about. But yeah, man. See, I guess she combines it with water or something and kills it kills bugs. All right. So just a just a friendly tip. This is something I learned from the wife. Uh, vinegar kills just about every type of smell. So you could have put some vinegar in your beer. It would have stunk. You'd have smelled like vinegar until like that oil would have broke down and that smell would have got out. So like vinegar. Where was you in the comments, bruh? I needed <laughs> this that. was on Twitter. This was on Facebook. Niggas was commenting talking about don't die. Uh, just I, talking I'm shit. Not on, I'm not on the I'm not on the book like that, but apparently I need to be to help you out, brother. Yeah, uh, and, and and another thing I learned from the wife, uh, she uses peppermint to like keep bugs away. So you know, like peppermint spray, so or peppermint oil. So and that smells oh. probably a lot better than what that shit was, bro. That shit was potent. So so just a time check. We are nine minutes into the pod. And we talked about Dizzle's hair, his <laughs> and beard, his face. And his face, and we ain't even got to the good shit. This is excellent. I, I ain't got shit to talk about. I'm a, this is all about Dizzle. Man, I'm sorry. Shoulders, it was just eventful. For the last 10 minutes. It was just Highly an eventful week, man. Absolutely. So, are y'all are we ready? Or y'all got more questions? <laughs> I'm good. I'm all out of questions. Okay. So... I'll make it quick. So Friday's event, we had the pool party going. Shit was looking up. You know what I'm saying? People hit me up, making sure they're trying to go. But uh, it starts to fucking rain at 8 o'clock, which is when it's supposed to start. So we still setting up. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully it doesn't rain long. It only rains for about an hour. Shit gets lit. I think we had about maybe 60, 60 people at the Friday's event, which was a great turnout. That was just for our class. Saturday's event um, was kind of open to any Wayne graduate, so we was definitely expecting more folks. I think we got up to 150 to maybe two, even up to close to 200 folks um, at our at our peak. But the bad part was uh, the fucking AC wasn't working in the building, and it's been hot these last fucking days, man. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks was chilling inside, playing games and dancing, but even more folks was just outside chilling where the food truck was at. Um, but overall, it was a good turnout, man. Looks like everybody had a great time. Uh, pictures came back and folks was tagging themselves, posting how, how much fun they had. Um, and I didn't even go to Sunday's event. I was so fucking tired from turning up <laughs> two nights. I didn't even wake up in time for Sunday's event. Um but yeah, man, that's, I'm I'm not how I used to be, bro. I could probably last about five nights of turning up, but two is my max. <laughs> two is my max. I slept so good that Sunday. It was crazy. Oh, man, that's dope, man. Shoot, that 10-year, the 10-year reunions go crazy, man, because you're still yeah. young and you really want to kick it. The 20-year is like more of the grown-up, type of shit that cats really be on, man. That shit was I, dope, man. I, I definitely can tell this one had a good time because oh, some of the uh some of the picks. Wait, what what was that? Damn, is my shit fucking up? 
Nah, you good. Am I good? Yeah, we good. Okay, it was just a little hiccup, I guess. Um, I know Dizzle had a good time and was fucked up, though, because he posted that a picture of him doing like a 1990s pose. You know, the, Martin, <laughs> the, the Martin T-shirt overall, like he was, it was swaggied out, right? Appreciate but, it, yeah. But but the post said, this is probably the last thing I remember. <laughs> But if you was all snap or had the or had the or had the, the, the you know VIP treatment, you kind of saw Dizzle was definitely living and having a great time at the ten year like like you should. You know you supposed to have that's like the one where everybody got a little money in their pocket. You ready to you know turn up a little bit, show 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 what you've been doing the last ten years, and you know that's always a good time. So I'm glad yeah. you had a good time. I'm glad y'all worked it out, and I'm, I'm glad I remember this. I'm very happy. That I got the appreciation post from Dizzle where he tagged the people. But now all the stories he done told about the planning and the pre-party, I could go put some faces to the names and kind of, you know, look at, you know, I could kind of put it all together. So did you get to see the X factor that was causing all the mayhem? <laughs> there is a picture. X Factor. <laughs> Brad, there, so there's a picture of her yelling at somebody at the event, bruh. It's hilarious. <laughs> this is on Facebook? Yeah, I got the link. The link right. is up. I, I'm about to, I got to get on Facebook more often. <laughs> I'm missing out all the good stories. Yeah, man. This week, this whole last week is, was a was a one to remember, man. So, glad you had a good time, brother. Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely epic. Like I said, folks is posting all the pics and just talking about how great of a time, man. So all that bullshit, all that planning finally uh, finally paid off, and I'm glad it's over. <laughs> Niggas is hitting me up like, let me know when the next reunion is. I'm like, what, what are you talking, nigga, 10 years from now? 10 years, nigga. <laughs> Niggas is wild. Then he was like, yeah, man, just let me know. I'll pay for the whole thing. I'm like, nigga, where was you? When we had a GoFundMe last week. My nigga, what are you talking about? Hey, add that to your repertoire, man. Party planner. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm so good. Man, as for me, man, it was pretty slow motion for me, man. I did a half a week at work, you know what I'm saying? Coming off a little mini vacation and uh, anniversary uh, last week, man. I showed up at work on Wednesday like, damn, what do I do here? <laughs> like, I yeah. totally forgot how to work. <laughs> Shouts to Hooper, because I definitely heard Hooper a lot of over the weekend and this Facts. week. So. Facts. Shouts Shout out to Hooper. Down. Always hold me down whenever I go on vacation, man. And uh, I got another little mini vacation coming up here soon, too. So be on the lookout <laughs> for that. But yeah, like a little half work week. Uh, we had an event at uh, this place called Crazy King Burrito. It's uh, over by Wright State. Was out there doing a remote over there. And to be perfectly honest, man, the way shit is with COVID and everything like that with businesses, like, remotes are far and few between, man. So whenever we get a chance to get out there and do what we normally do, it's always a good time. So got to hang out out there. Um, I know on Sunday, yeah, Sunday, we went to see Gladys Knight at the Phrase. Good time at the Phrase, man. But like Dizzle said, it's been hot. And it was hot mm -hmm. as hell out there. And a nigga got ate alive by the mosquitoes, bruh. Ate mm. alive. And I'm going to be back at the phrase tomorrow night for Boys to Men. So, yeah. Bug spray. Get that bug spray popping. Bug spray, peppermint spray. I got to get something, man. Oh, oh. 
the biggest news, nigga got his car back. Mm. It is working. For now. <laughs> like I told the wife, uh, I'm not going to be satisfied or in the clear until we like get a month into this thing and my check engine light don't come back on. So this is, what day was this? This had to be Monday. Yeah, Monday. Monday the 16th. So Monday the 16th, you know, a lazy day around the crib. We just chilling. We're going to go pick up my car. We're going to go to the grocery store. We're going to pick up my car. Before we even leave the house, they call me and like, yo, we figured out what was wrong with your car. The Kia engineers here. Uh, it's your high pressure fuel pump. It's leaking uh, gas onto your engine. That'll be $880 to fix it. So I'm like, huh? I'm like, yeah, let me talk to uh, Daniel. He's the service manager. So they put Daniel on the phone. I'm like, so what's the deal? It's like, yeah, it's your high pressure fuel pump, yada, 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 same shit. And it's like, yeah, you want us to fix it, it'd be 880 bucks. I'm like, well, mm. hi. You know what? I'm looking at my paperwork, and the third time I brought it up there, I asked y'all to look at the high pressure fuel pump. And according to y'all, y'all looked at it, and y'all said it was perfectly fine. There was nothing wrong with it. And then he started giving me the old runaround about, like, well, it's a, a threshold, and it didn't meet the threshold that we normally look at for something that needs to be repaired. So I was like, hold on. So when I asked y'all to check something out, and it ended up being the issue that I said it was, I still had to wait an additional three weeks before y'all even figured out that it was really what I said it was. And I'm That's not the mechanic crazy. here. It's like, oh, sorry about that. Yada, yada, yada. Do you want us to fix it? I'm like, how much again? It's like $880. You know, really, you're only paying, you're paying half for the part and half for the labor. I'm knocking a lot of that off. It would be like around $1,700 uh, to fix and everything like that. I was like, man, I'm going to have to think about it, man. It's like, I was like, that's the best price you can do? It's like, that's the best price I can do. I was like, yeah, let me think about it. So I was going to go up to this other mechanic who told me it was a high pressure, high pressure fuel pump weeks ago. I was just going to take my go pick my car up, take it to him and have him do it for whatever mm -hmm. the price was going to be just off the love and respect. Like, hey, man, you called this shit without even looking at my car weeks ago. So right. dude called me back. It's like, uh, we can do it for six fifty. I didn't even want to do it. I didn't want to do it. But I was like, fuck it. Just fix my car because I want my car back. Because I knew if I'd have took it to the other dude, it would probably be like a thousand or twelve hundred bucks. So they end up fixing my car for six fixing my car for six quotation <laughs> uh, marks. So you know, I go pick up my car. I'm riding. I'm rolling. Everything seems to be fine. Um, so we gonna see. I got a uh, like I said, I got a quick little trip to Cleveland coming up in September. Um, so that's gonna be the true test. Hitting the highway. For a couple hours ripping around cleveland for a couple days so if everything goes smoothly then then i'll be happy and satisfied that i got my car back so now that i got my car back i got my bike rack back i was able to go for a bike ride this week so you know your boy a little active now again <laughs> so we all know you're a music head i know you remember what the first song you played post post surgery for your car <laughs> I, know, I know you put on one of your favorites Nah, actually, I'm still bang, I'm, I'm banging. I'm still banging that new Nas, the new Nas. Uh, okay. Still banging King's Disease too, so I'm still banging that. So that was like the first thing that came on. I was surprised my uh phone still connected to my car. 
Like, it said Bluetooth connected. I'm like, for real? Didn't know it would do that after so long. Like, it's been right. over damn near two months. Yeah, man, my right. shit was gone for a long ass time. And them bastards ain't even washed my car. I'm like, yo, y'all had my car basically two months and y'all ain't even washed my shit. Like, y'all niggas is garbage. <laughs> you like a garbage. stripper, boy. Yeah, man, they smutty me out, but it's all good. I got, so my, sure. got my car back. I'm about to say, so I'm sure you uh keeping all the paperwork because you mm-hmm. know if something pops back up, it's good that you you know looked it over and know what's going on with your shit. Hell yeah, and like I mean, especially like nowadays, not like my car is brand spanking new off the lot, but it's a twenty like a 2013, 2014. So like any car like that, you can just Google. And they got all the message boards about what potentially could be wrong with your car. So right. I saw that on there, and I took it to a, a mechanic, and he was like, yeah, that, he didn't even look at my car. I just told him what was going on with it, told him the error code and everything like that. He's like, yeah, it's your high-pressure fuel pump. We just had a Kia in here. What year is yours? I was like, like a 2013, 14. Like, yeah, I replaced the 2015. So chances are, if you haven't had one replaced before, that's probably what it is. Like, a high-pressure fuel pump does go out after like about you know five six years so you probably need that replaced and them motherfuckers just was acting like nah everything's cool your, your engine's cool high pressure fuel pump's cool we don't know what the problem is but y'all supposed to be certified kia engineers right. and technicians and all that shit so them niggas is garbage and the funny thing is they never hit me back on twitter mm. and I never received a follow-up phone call. You know, like whenever you take your car to a service department, you get that follow-up phone call. Rate your experience. Them Hell niggas took nah. off that list. I got one the very the first and second time I took my car up there to be repaired and everything like that. <laughs> but I haven't got one this time because they know they're getting zeros from me. I'm about right. to write a Yelp review. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what you do? Go take a picture of your car. You should have just like parked this shit right on front and stood on top of it and took a picture. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Dirty motherfuckers. Almost yeah. as dirty as my car because it's been sitting for like <laughs> two months. All right. Killer, what's popping, Nashville? So, so, uh, my week was a combination of both of y'all combined with a little extra on top. Oh, so, shit. So, we start out with, um, Planning to for have my Nashville weekend. I had a uh, custom jacket. I was trying to, you know, soil my royal oats and uh, come out there because was a black tie cocktail out. Everybody was gonna be suited and booted. So you know, it was the first time I really got to put on something fresh. And I'm not gonna be able to go to black tie this year from DJing. Mm. So it was like this is my like opportunity to be somewhere where nobody know me and I can just come. You know, do my dating thing. You know, we get fresh in the city. So so I went and got this jacket, go to pick it up. Still not the right size. Don't fit right. Uh-huh. So I had to rush and find me a fit. End up finding me a vest and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So had had a crazy experience getting ready. And then Friday, that was Thursday. Um, Friday I took off, thank God, because I had a lot of running around to do. But ended up having a DJ at Abundant Life Christian Center. They were having like a community event. Um, shot the Keysign uh, bass player, or he might be the former bass player. I'm not sure if he still play with them or not, but bass player for Premium Blend. Um, I went to high school with him. He reached out and wanted me to come DJ DJ, DJ this event, and it was all gospel. Mm. So that was that was a little like 
How's your gospel bag? So, I so. got about five or six Kirk Franklin songs, but that's it. <laughs> so God's property I, on repeat. Facts. I had, I had I had some classics because over the years you'll do a wedding where you know never would have made it if somebody's you know song, or you'll do a wedding where Mary Mary this is somebody's song, or so I had. A pretty decent bag, but I definitely probably spent the fifty spot on iTunes, buying buying up some new stuff. Um, I actually did some. So this is how deep I get with it. Sometimes when I'm having gigs like that, I went to bed to YouTube gospel like playlist. So as I'm winding down and getting sleepy, I got the Auto Shazam on YouTube playing. So I wake up in the morning. I got a list of songs to go over. And that kind of can decipher if I want them or not. So that's kind of what I do to kind of, you know, if I'm going to be digging into like a country event or digging into a, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and just rock out with that for that week and get into it. Cause I do, I do like music. So it doesn't matter where, you know, I can rock to pretty much anything. So, uh, but had that event Friday and had a dizzle set with his pool party. Um, We knee deep into this event and then all of a sudden it's drip, drip, drip. And I'm looking mm. like it is it is looking a little dark up there. And they had some tents out there for water and tents for people to sit under for like shade because it's hot. But that temperature started dropping. And I said, man, it's about to rain. So I looked over at uh, Keyson and we grabbed one of the tents, put it over me. And not five minutes later, was it raining? So we ended up having to have four or five guys pick up my table, put it on the stage. We got two tents on the stage trying to cover microphones and equipment and organs. Mm keyboard so it's like they had some cover for like half of that but the other half microphones in the front end wasn't covered so we was putting tents up there trash bags over my equipment towels the whole shebang trash bag over speakers so it turned into like a, a working event we were out there just working in the rain trying to Damn. save equip trying to save equipment and um they ended up um so i only ended up playing music probably from six to seven so i only really had to play about 40 or 50 gospel songs so the gospel folder is good for the next few years. <laughs> so anybody listening, I got about I got a hot two hundred waiting for you. So Ooh. so definitely uh, feel better about that. But had that Friday, then uh, so but I did have an early exit from that. That event was a six to nine event. By seven, it was raining. By seven forty-five, they done called. It was a wrap. They're gonna take the event inside and. They just released me. So <laughs> I looked at them like they ain't asking no bread back. I ain't, you know, I'm leaving in the morning. I'm like, hell yeah. So, so I packed up and was like, hey, I appreciate y'all. We must do this again, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and got up out of there. So I had an early exit, got to pack the car, get situated for the Nashville drive Saturday. I uh, went to Nashville, shot to my neighborhood OG. Uh, her name is Cherie. Her and her brother. Her brothers were, uh, they're twins. They were class of 93, I want to say. 93 or 94. But they were big-time basketball players in the area. Um, had a good, you know, high school athletic career. But those were like the OGs in the neighborhood. When I'm trying to go hoop, those are the ones that's hogging up the best court in the hood. And we got to wait to play on the glass rim until they get done. You know, that type of shit. So, yeah. um, but her, uh, Cherie is a little sister. She's two years older than me, but she was like a dog with, right with us. She hooped just as hard as us. She was the one, everybody had maybe that one girl in the hood that could really hoop. Like, she was like the hood's Carl Malone. Like, she was, 
she was out there doing the Carl Malone layups all the time. So, <laughs> but DJ her event, um, she had an engagement party, and uh, it was a super nice event. I guess her family had some COVID issues with 2020, and uh, a lot of them got or had a lot of death in the family. Mm. So, with all of them wanting to be vaccinated, and, and they all are vaccinated, they decided that this would be the event they all came to. So. She probably had about 100 to 150 guests travel from Dayton. They live in Phoenix. So it was like they, everybody just met in Nashville, and that's where they used to live. That's where they met. So they uh, had the event there. It was a black tie event, um, super nice, super good food, super open bar. You know, the hotel was nine minutes from the venue, straight back roads, no highways. So it was, it was just like a cordial thing. But I don't know if y'all remember or got heard, Tennessee – had fucking historic rain Saturday. Mm-hmm. Not 15, 20 minutes from where we were was full-blown houses being pulled off their foundation. Damn. So, so we having a whole fucking party, right? I go outside to pull the car up to the back door to start the uh, you know, pack-up process. It's like a ramp that you walk down to get to the parking lot. It's dark. I done had way too much 1800 but I only got nine minutes to go, so I ain't tripping. So I go down the ramp. I step off. I'm in calf-deep water. Damn. <laughs> I, what I shoes you have on? I had on some. I'm in Nashville. I wore, I, I wore the boots. You know what I'm saying? I wore the boots. You got cowboy boots? No, they're like dress boots. Oh. <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, they're, like, they're like dress shoes, but they got like a boot look to them. So. Gotcha. But they had, but they're high up. They're probably like low calf, you know what I'm saying? Like they probably go up a good little ways, higher than normal. But I'm past that. I'm to the calf. So I like step back and everybody that's coming out to start unpacking is realizing how fucked up the water is. So literally had to do, go walk, go get the car, pull the car up. Tires is in the water. Like it's, it's that kind of water. And, uh, made about nine trips through that shit to pack the car up but i'm trying to get back to the room it's 9 30 10 o'clock it's still some time left to go enjoy nashville and all that jazz so but with all that rain we just ended up door dashing calling the night well we end up going to get up sunday morning going to a spot called Monell's. it's like a family style mom and pop where they serve you like in family portions so we went and had breakfast there um super nice super dope uh food um left sunday we were going to go to Louisville and do this bourbon trail on the way back. We we're going to stop and do one of those. So that was the plan. But GPS said accident on sixty on 65 and 71. So it said to save an hour and a half, go go this way. So we GPSing, taking some expressway. I'm telling you all this because I witnessed the craziest shit of my life. Uh-oh. As we coming onto the expressway, it's trees on both sides. So you can't see the expressway until you get past that, and it kind of opens up to the highway look. As we're getting past those trees, two cars on the opposite lane are in a full-blown accident, and it's full-blown bad boys too. Highway scene jumping off right in front of me. So it's Damn. it's it's car parts, it's bumpers flying like, and when you're coming around that, I'm far enough away to be able to slow down, but. It's happening, and you can't tell if the parts is coming at you across. If they, mm-hmm. so it, me and another car slamming on our brakes. I'm in the slow lane, so I just pull over into the emergency lane. 
because this car looked like it's about to flip. The car was like on its nose, and like you know how it has a little dip in the highway where yeah. you can go from north to south, and it's a grass little ravine or whatever. Yeah. And the, the car is like surfing in the middle of that shit. Back tires off the ground, about to flip, but then doesn't. The other car is chunked up, engine gone. So I stop. The medic kick in in me. I look at the wife like, should I stop? She like, bruh. I'm like, should I stop? She like, bruh. I'm like, I, I can't just not stop. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I get out the car. I'll check on the dude that's closest to me. He's climbing out his car because he's okay. But the other dude is not quite okay. So he's running over. He's the one that caused the accident. We both kind of running over. It took a couple of us to pry the door open because the car started to smoke and we ain't trying to fuck with that. So we're trying to get the All door right. open. Dude is, able, dude is able to talk and he's alert, but his legs are hurting, but he's able to stand on his own. So when he was able to stand, I saw the situation where nobody like needed no CPR, wasn't nobody bleeding profusely. Like I, I kind of like made my exit cross. So some dude with a camper was trying to get around that shit. I ran across the highway like, wait, motherfucker. Got, got over <laughs> to my side, got in the car and dipped. So that happened. So that was a little eye, you know, eye opener midway through, but it detoured us from Louisville. So didn't get a chance to do that, but we was like ready just to get home. So, yeah. Uh, this is more of a question for Dizzle. Uh, uh, Dizzle, would you have stopped? Stop for what? What was I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't helping. I, I, mean, what, what I, I can't do that then. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, shit. I don't even, look. What would I do? I don't. I don't know CPR. Uh, you don't shit. Stable, you don't have any stabilizing skills. You know. Nah. Have any? Uh, I, I got no life skills. <laughs> That's all I can do is call nine one one for you. Like, yeah. So, it's an accident. Mile marker. Blah blah blah. And, and say a quick prayer and keep it pushing because I'm not stopping. <laughs> I forgot to share that part. So this part kind of fucked up, but funny, but God bless them, they're alive. So as all that's happening, I look over the wife, I'm like, you probably should call 911. But she's still on that brush shit, so she don't even call, right? So I go 50 yards. <laughs> I go I go 50 yards up. She help out, help out for like three minutes that I was over there. I come back, but while I'm over there, they ask me somebody call. I'm like, yeah, my wife just calling. Mm. Get back, get back to the car. She just chilling. So I'm like, I'm not thinking about it. I'm in the middle, kind of like in the way of traffic that's now backed up and all that. So I'm trying to just get going. So I get in the car, kind of drive. One of the dudes that was over there looked over at me like, is he leaving? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah, I drive past. We get down the road. I'm like, what now? What was say? She was like, and looked out the window. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, ain't nobody called. So uh, hopefully, uh, somebody called eventually. But, uh, somebody called. Somebody, somebody had to call. Somebody had somebody, to. somebody called on the other side and said there was an accident. That's what I said. Somebody that was on the right side of the highway that saw that shit. Because there was cars all around when that shit happened. But, was but that crazy. was a crazy traveling day. Um, ready to get home. I got home Sunday. Just enough time to get my daughter prepped for her first day of kindergarten. I had to get up Monday morning and get Kia to the bus. My five-year-old rode the bus with a whole, whole uh, herd of elementary kids. Um, they all go to the elementary school, drop off the elementary kids, and then the, the pre-K, kindergarten, and first all go to a different school. So, But she's been doing it two days now, so she's a bus bus vet now. So she's been 
happy with kindergarten. That's been going good. And uh, That's what's up? now we're getting ready for Tucson. I leave Thursday to go to Tucson, Arizona for me and Smoke's first real show. We are opening up for ours by member Xavier Wolf. Um, we are uh, traveling with him for a few dates. We got uh, Tucson, Portland, Fresno, Sacramento, and Orlando uh, between now and October. So super hype about that. That's been a, I started started DJing for that reason, so it's finally happening. So getting ready That's for that. So, yeah, man, busy, dope. busy time. That is dope. Yeah. Uh, to, to be selfish here for a hot second, uh, Monday pod. <laughs> That's what we taping. Uh, so we're all on the same page. <laughs> I I can do Sunday if y'all want, but Monday is cool. Cause so I literally I got two sign Thursday. I fly out Thursday morning, do the show Thursday night. I fly back Friday more like Friday, and then I got a wedding here in Dayton Saturday. Oh, I thought you was gonna be out there for the whole weekend. This is a strictly nah, this is this is this strictly is fitness. No, I'm de- I'm about to be that dude on the plane with the book bag. Dressed for the show already. Like, what up? Like, I'm, uh, I'm out here. So I'm drop I'm about some to bombs and come right back home, huh? Yeah, carry on only. I'm not even going to the checkout desk. I'm going straight to TSA. And my phone, like, I ain't, I'm not bringing nothing but my laptop and you know some gym shorts to sleep in. I'll figure the rest out. So, <laughs> so, so real quick, like, so. I know, like, back in the day when you used to DJ for Smoke, like, y'all used to have a whole set, like, that y'all practiced, y'all rehearsed and everything like that with, like, him living in L.A., you living here. Like, there is no rehearsal, right? Or is this y'all doing virtual rehearsal? What is, what's going on? So we got kind of got lucky and unlucky. We had a show with Duke Deuce that was supposed to happen beginning of this month, but Duke Deuce this got COVID. Yeah. Yeah, he so, going in. He got COVID, and um, the investor that's a part of this for us had already uh, paid for a room for us to have to rehearse in while Smoke was coming home already for his dad's birthday and for that show. Okay. So we had a we had a hotel room the whole time he was here, and we spent hours rehearsing. Okay. It's probably gonna be a, a fifteen minute show. And, you know, with us doing what we do, you know, it didn't take us long to, we both know the music, so it's just a matter of deciding what we're going to do. And um, we rehearsed uh, for three days straight, got that, you know, got what we wanted to do for these five shows in order. And we're just (laughs) going to test the waters in these cities and really just see, you know, see how it goes. It's an opportunity for us to share the music with people that don't know who we are, but also at the same time, get us a, a taste of, like, what this could be. So... We both super gotcha. excited about it. He's trying to make sure you ain't up there looking like a DJ Academics. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. Nigga didn't know none of the words, didn't know none of the right. transitions. <laughs> uh, no, I've been doing will, my homework. Will you be going live on IG or Facebook? So Peso is also traveling with us. He's a part of our team. So Peso will be getting all the footage of this whole experience, all the cities that we're going um, so we we'll definitely have that. Um, I know uh, Smoke's cousin that's going to be like a- acting as like tour manager type of, you know, helping out with just the things that need to be done. Um, I don't know if he's coming to all the dates. I think he's coming to this one. So he should be able to do some type of live for me. So as long as I have the hand, I'm not going to do it while I'm up there. But if I have somebody that can go live for me, definitely I will. Text so. me before you do it so I can jump on and watch, brother. 
Definitely will do. All right, man. Uh, shit, we forty minutes in. We we, we ain't got to no topic. So shit. Uh, let's let's start with something that I'm sure we all gonna be vibing on. The BMF trailer was released. It's gonna start in September. BMF Black Mafia Family about Big Meech and his brother. Uh, executive produced by Fifty Cent. Uh, Snoop gonna be in it. Eminem gonna be in it. Uh, Lala gonna be in it. Uh, actually, Big Meech. His son, Little Meech, is playing him. Wood Harris is going to be in it. Uh, I'm here for a 100%. What did y'all think of the trailer? I thought it was dope. I uh, it, it got me excited. Anything that's like Detroit or like, you know, especially in my household, my wife from Flint. So as soon as that thing popped on, it said Detroit 1980-something. You know, her antennas popped up, and that definitely, you know, because I was watching it for, like, pod prep, to be honest. Like, I had been so busy that I'm like, man, I got to make sure I watch this and understand what we're talking about. So <laughs> I'm watching it as like an assignment. She's looking up like, what you watching? And so it was her first time even seeing it. So as we watched it, though, it got me excited. It looked like it's going to be good. I like when you got anything, like the dude from The Wire, I forget his name. Uh, Will Harris. Yeah, when, when you got him in something, like that always just gives me hype. And when you see just how 50's run has been on, on this Stars Network, like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, I don't think he's in the business of putting out no bullshit, and he kind of got an idea of what's popping. So I, I'm with it. I'm trying to see. Yeah, I need something to watch anyway, cause I'm, I'm stalled out right now. I'm over here at night. When we get done with this pod, it's gonna be a struggle. I'm, I'm gonna go through YouTube TV one good time and see nothing, <laughs> and I'm gonna be either on YouTube or Netflix. I did start a Netflix movie. I'll finish, but after the day, I'm gonna be hurting. <laughs> yeah, I don't have nothing to watch. Shit, I don't know, man. What do you know when it's supposed to be dropping? Because if so, if so it September is September 26th, I just no, watched it like man. right before the pod, so it was like September 26th. It's probably on my TV right now if I unpause it. Because that new 2K dropped in a couple weeks, <laughs> and I already got power. This give me this give me power vibes. You know what I'm saying? It's what the 80s, early 90s. Yeah, Bro, but this is a true story. I was thinking that too, but I don't know. I don't think this is gonna be a uh, what's it called like scheduled watching. You know, I watch, I watch Power every Sunday. I was salty that they didn't come out with no new episode. I was like, what the fuck did they cancel the show or something? But <laughs> I don't know because yeah. football I'm, gonna I'm be ex- in the full swing. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I tell you this, I'm 100 locked in. You know, me being from Cleveland. I heard of BMF coming up as a kid and, you know, like them and the Dayton family. So like all these notorious black drug dealer guys, we, you know, you all as a kid, you hear all these rumors about these guys and everything like that. And then you had your local dudes and everything like that. But the guys that you don't know are bigger stars than the local guys or whatever. And, you know, what I'm saying you hear all these stories about them. And then basically their rise really came up when they was in Atlanta fucking with um, Jeezy and everything like that. And then the organization crumbled and everything like that. So I'm definitely going to be locked in, man. Like I said, when uh, Power Racing Canaan came out, I'm a sucker for an origin story, and I'm a sucker for stuff that happens in the 80s and 90s, man. So I'm here for it 100%. And one thing I didn't touch on, too, is you always hear about the Motown run of that time, the 80s, but you always hear of Detroit being this rough place. And I think you know, to kind of touch on that other side of Detroit that 
you know, you never really got a full story of, you know, some characters and some names and some incidents and some, you know, here he say, she say, but for this to be based off a true story, it should really shed a light on what it was like, you know, in that time of, of, of when, like, the world was fun. Like, I would love to have been an adult in the 80s. I feel like that would have been, like, just a super mix of, like, everything that's popping, but also the world changing. So it was like a lot was going on, but the world was still kind of fun. <laughs> that's what's up. Did y'all get a chance to check out Draymond and KD interview? I did. I checked that out. Well, most of it. <laughs> I, I watched like 19 of the 25 minutes or something. So we'll just cut to the chase, man. What did y'all think about them basically blaming Steve Kerr and upper management for KD leaving the Warriors? I feel like that's true. I feel like it's probably true. Mm. Because I feel like when you're looking at how these people be always talking about it's a business this and a business that and the new money that these uh, TV deals have given these athletes in all major sports, like they getting the biggest money of their life. <clears> and these these organizations is going to want you to, you know, act a certain way. And somebody like Draymond, I can definitely see somebody sitting him down like, you need to probably go apologize. And I can see Draymond saying, you know, damn well, only people that can work this out is me and him. You can't tell me shit. And and riding that to the wheels fall off. So he kind of touched on that. You know, just I I could just see that, though, being, you know, in the white man's world, wanting you to do what they say. You know what I'm saying? So I believed it. I feel like – now, I felt like it was kind of whacked for that to be, like, the, the way they try to say is the reason, you know, like – that was a week's reason. Like, that could have been a week's issue. Maybe that's why they lost, you know, four to five games in that particular week. But that ain't nothing I'm going to say caused the whole debacle. Like, right. a lot of, it's a lot of people that played a hand in bringing down one of the best teams we ever seen. So, Dizzle, you calling it trash. Trash. In the se- I, well, let me say that I didn't watch the full interview. There's, I think it's too fresh. If we would have got this maybe once they retired, you know, let it simmer a little bit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this but is what uh, people want. nah, I'm good. But watching the watching the little clips, I feel like in the same conversation, they was also talking about how everybody is grown men here. Clay wouldn't come to practices. Niggas wouldn't be, you know, on time for this or on time for that as long as they showed up to the game. They all professionals. They all grown men. So in the same breath. Why are y'all looking for Steve Kerr and upper management to mend an argument? These niggas in the same breath, y'all grown men. It was between y'all two. What was Steve Kerr going to say to Kevin Durant? What was Steve Kerr going to say to Draymond? It really, what was Steph? Did they mention Steph in any of this? Who was, is the quote unquote leader, the franchise face? I don't think so. I think it was just an easy cop out. And I feel like it has something to do with him leaving, but I don't know. I don't, I don't like that response. I, for me, I think it had a little bit to do with upper management and Steve Kerr. Uh, if we was going to do like a, a pie chart about it, I would I would say 20% would be that. Mm-hmm. I would say KD wanting a different challenge in life would have a larger percentage of that pie than mm-hmm. that. But for blaming Steve Kerr and upper management, yeah, I do believe it has something to do with it. When you're, for lack of a better word, 
are when you're an employee and another employee is fucking up, but upper management just keeps having group meetings or sending user emails, sending everybody the same email, but everybody knows the individual that's fucking up and you keep getting <laughs> drug into this issue instead of upper management talking directly to the person that's causing the issue. You feel a type of way. So, like, that's how I view it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that same shit happens to me at work. Like, yo, y'all know this MF ain't doing what he's supposed to do. <laughs> why, are, why are we having this Zoom meeting right now? I don't need to be on the Zoom meeting because I got other shit I could be doing, but now I got to take out 20 minutes of my day to jump on a Zoom meeting for y'all to act like y'all talking to everybody. Hey, we all got to be buttoned up about this. We all got to be buttoned up about that. No, we all don't have to do anything. Y'all need to talk to this one individual for him to clean up his shit. So, like I always say, man, upper management should be the best leaders out there. But I can't act like that KD, that was like the the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, no, that's not it. You can't put that totally on Steve Curran upper management because at the end of the day, they did suspend Draymond. They did talk to Draymond. Just because they, they didn't do what you wanted them to do, they still talked to him as an individual. So, there's definitely communication breakdown. And, I mean, let's keep it real, man. Players stick together. Players stick together. Coaches are kind of like in limbo trying to stick with the players and upper management. And mm -hmm. upper management and ownership stick together. This is no different. So, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I see the point what they're trying to make. But I can't say, like, oh, man, that was 90% of the reason why they left. Nah, man, that's not it, man. You And you know that's not it. Him, I think call, so. him, him calling you a bitch ass nigga in front of everybody and it pissed you off and you didn't get over it until recently and that's perfectly fine like i would be mad too <laughs> like mm -hmm. you're a human yeah. being you have every right in the world to be mad yeah, um definitely. so i'm gonna save the best for last so we're gonna do these quick hitters real quick man we're gonna do these quick hitters and then we're gonna the quick i think the quick hitters are the best let me let me look <laughs> Okay, well, fuck it then. Well, fuck it then. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the milk crate challenge, man. Let's let's talk about it. <laughs> like, I, I'll start. I can't get enough of it, dog. I fucking Thanks. love it. I fucking <laughs> love it, dude. Like, I I didn't rope my mom into watching them. Every single new one I see, I send to my mom. I send to wife. I send to y'all. I send to everybody. Like, yo, these people are really effing themselves up climbing these milk crates. And, like, I done seen dudes, like, land on their chest, they cheek, they face, their elbow. <laughs> I seen uh, Jason DBKS. He was at one on uh, going live and everything like that. Like, yo, mm -hmm. it's going on across. It, it's, it's going global. It's going global. Yeah. The Milk Crate Challenge is going global. What was y'all thinking when the first time y'all saw it? So the, the first one I saw was the dude that was rolling the blunt. <laughs> of so, course you would. <laughs> so, so, so as he's going up, the hype man was keeping me watching because he hitting them with the ooh, ooh. <laughs> he he gets to the top like yo, you flexing, you you know. So that's what's keeping me watching. But I'm not really like like I, I see what's going on, but I'm not really seeing it for what it is. I'm just kind of watching because his hype man is funny to me. So as I keep scrolling though, then I start seeing the whammies. I started, seeing, I, I started seeing, I started seeing them just losing day. I saw a dude like face plant into the center of one, like mm -hmm. after falling from the top. Um, on Jason's live, they built a super high one. I think it was yesterday. 
Bad. Them ain't regulation, bro. Yo, yo, this, this, this girl got to the tip top, bro. I'm talking. She is, she is a fire truck and a half off the ground. Like she is up there, and went to go step off, and it's people all around. But she steps off, the crowd just disperse, and she just plants into the grass. Like, I gotta go watch it because I, I'm oh, when I joined this live, I joined it as it was ending, and he was hopping in the car. I guess I, I so I didn't see any of it, oh, but I heard. Send me the link. Yeah. <laughs> So she the regulation, knows. the top is supposed to be seven crates. I did the math. It's supposed to be seven. <laughs> I've been seeing them double it up, go to nine. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, so, uh, but I'm the same way, Kev. I have been watching these things. Um, I, they done made a, like an Olympic one where the dude that I'm talking about, the one that I saw, he had the first place podium with the blunt while the other two mm-hmm. Olympians is like, that had me weak. Um, seeing just all the like, but of course you watch it for the as much as you like hate to admit it, you watching it for the fumbles. You watching. I don't hate to admit it. (laughs) (laughs) You watching it to see like, oh yeah, they about to fuck themselves up, and people done broke their backs, people done lost teeth. I saw a dude had a whole battle wound on his face, black eye, blood gushing from his face. I mean, they hadn't taken a beating, but I'll watch that shit from sunup to sundown. That shit is hilarious. (laughs) I feel like the funniest parts of it is when before they fall, you just see them wiggling, bro. And you know, <laughs> you know it's coming. This nigga stands the- no chance. This nigga just fumbling. Hey, am I the only one that be mad when they make it across? <laughs> like, I, root, I, I be rooting for them. I don't, nigga. <laughs> I still be holding on. Fall, nigga, fall. I still hold on to that second step. So when they do that first step down, that next one be the one sometimes to take them out. They make it to that when they home free, and that's when I'm yeah. like, uh, all the all the energy is gone. Like uh, next, yeah. Um, I, I feel I, like up until that point, I'm locked in. Though. I think if they if they make it to the top, and if they can start going down, if like 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 you said, it's that next one down. If they do that, they can really just run through it yeah. and just let it tumble behind them, but. Yeah, man, I got this. Is one of them challenges that's entertaining as hell. I don't know, man. I was about to say, man, with that bag looking like, <laughs> hey, man, go to the park I, right I, now. I'm, they about to set up. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they out there right now. Dizzle, if you make it, let us know how <laughs> how much how much they gotta be up for grabs for you to try it. I need a thou. I need a thou. Wow. I need a thou, man. Anything less, yeah. I ain't, it ain't worth it, bro. Because them motherfuckers is them motherfuckers is tumbling. Are you scared <laughs> of heights? And, and I'm definitely scared of heights. The camera right oh, in your fucking face after you fall. I know. If you're, of heights, if you're scared of heights, there's no way I would recommend it, bro. Is I, that high? Spent, well, not not just that, but I spent a whole I spent a whole summer in the army working at a lake at a high, you know, a structured thing where people had to go test their fears, and people that were afraid of heights, bro. I saw grown people pissing on themselves, you know, fifty-five mm. feet up above the air, you know, like waiting to waiting to the, accomplish this military goal that was pointless for no reason, but you had to do it. And like people, these were cadets that were in college, so they were in the ROTC program. Each college that came, at least five to ten people, that was the moment where they no longer was ROTC because they quit and was like, "Fuck this shit, mm. I'm not doing it." Fuck RTC, I'll pay for my last year. 
You know, <laughs> like literally that was like, so I'm, I'm seeing all that week by week by week. So anybody that has a fear of heights, you get that high and you start looking down and the noise and the, the wild. I'm telling you, bro. The wild. I'm going to have to train. You saw you just <laughs> yeah. start, start out with them three crates. So I'm going to have to start, start, start from scratch. Way up for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Milk crate challenge is legendary. All right. Quick hitters, man. Quick hitters. All right. OnlyFans is going to ban porn starting in October. Thoughts? Ha ha. So, <laughs> They'll make another one. So does that consider the fetishes, like like the foot fetish, like everything gone? Because a lot of people are making chips off of showing their toes and elbows and ears and whatever other no, weird According shit to on. what I saw, it was porn. So, you know, TNA oh, and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I, I would imagine so. <laughs> Dizzle. They'll figure out if OnlyFans is banning it, it's going to be another platform yeah. here coming soon. Facts. I'm what you want. Call fans only. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll freak something and, and they'll make a way. They'll make a way. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, his last album with TDE, he is working on it right now. Dizzle, are you in tears? See, so I read that and I was like, okay, is, is this a retirement post or is this just a I'm done with TDE? And the more I think about it, I think he's just done with TDE. And I ain't tripping because he got his own, I think it's called like PG Lang started mm -hmm. up. So he supposed to be dropping something with Baby King Friday. Yeah. Ain't that his cousin? That's his cousin. And I okay. I tried I listened to Baby King earlier today to try to get my get my mind ready for Friday. And I don't think I like Baby Keem all that much, bro. I don't know. We're going to see, man. Whatever it takes to get more Kendrick, I'm with. That's facts. But damn. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm nervous. So, so for me, it's no... I mean, we never got, like, the, the new Black Hippie album. I don't That's think all I'm about to say, bro. We're not going to get the the, the J-Rock, Schoolboy, K-Dot, and... Uh, like, we never got, the, got a new that. album out of that. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Like, we yeah, never we got have. a new one. So, like, that kind of... That kind of sucks. That really sucks. Yeah, it's never, it's not happening, man. At this point, they all too big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, so yeah. we got uh, Damon Wayans was on a recent interview talking about he wants to do a comedy versus with Dave Chappelle. Would y'all be locked in for that? Like, is it a roasting session? Because that's the only way. I I'm hope so. I what hope else can so. they do? It got to be a roasting session, and I'm there for that one thousand percent because. I don't want to hear them just tell like regular jokes and then we got to listen to the next person tell a regular joke. That's not going to flow right with the chemistry of like, it might, but I, I don't feel like it would. I, it got to be straight roasting sessions. And hell yeah. I don't know. I mean, I got, I got mixed, mixed opinions about this and Damon Wayne's is hilarious. Niggas yeah. is writing him off as if Chappelle can't be touched. And Damon Wayans, he may not. I don't know of any like major stand-ups from him, but I know that nigga's hilarious that he's done on My Wife and Kids and Live in Color. So I know he got a bag. But um, I don't know because versus sports didn't pan out. So I don't know how versus <laughs> comedy. <laughs> yeah, that shit was garbage, and they never done it again. You ain't heard a lick from versus sports since them first two attempts. Um, so I don't know. They definitely had a bad Wi-Fi connection for uh versus sports. The, the only way the only way that could work is if they did like Chappelle did like twenty scenes of like a Chappelle style show, and 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 uh, Damon did like a Living Color style scenes, and they compared the funnies. But that would take a whole season, and they would never do that shit. 
Oh, right. that's the only way that could really, really work. <laughs> All right, so we got Kanye West versus Drake yet again. Kanye West allegedly put Drake's address on IG. Is that like instant fight when you see him? Is that throwing hands? Is that throwing a fair one as soon as you see this nigga? <laughs> like, uh, in my book, it's, it's, it's an instant go. It's an instant go, yeah. no matter who's around. If my kid around, his kid's around, his wife around, my wife, it don't matter. A motherfucker put out my address on site. It's on yeah, site. Wild. And yeah. I definitely got my money on Drake in a fight. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you see that Kanye uh, put in for us to legally change his name? So what? Y E. Ye. Yay. Or yay. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Nah, that shit trash. It, this might all just be all rollout, man. This might just be all promo. Yeah. Allegedly, he's supposed to be dropping his album here, what, Friday? So we'll see, man. That's your man. That's your man. I know. That's your man. I know it's it's looking it's looking bad, but yeah, he he keep postponing this shit. I think this is just to create some hype. It really is his address because I googled the address and a whole bunch of Drake house pictures popped up. So <laughs> that ain't that a, a law? Like you can't just blast somebody's phone number or their address. Like that's like some legal shit, I believe. Man, nah, it's social be. media, man. It's the wild wild west. That's what that's what they're trying to you know maybe in our lifetime, but. This shit is a wild, wild west. Man, and shout out to Drake, man. He he kind of, quote unquote, laughed it off or whatever. I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to laugh this shit off, man. But it's definitely going to be a fight going on if a nigga ever put out my fucking address. i tell you that shit. Right, right. Uh, Carrie Richardson, she came in dead last in her first race back since her suspension. She lost to all three of the Jamaican runners and a bunch of other people that we never even heard of. So what's y'all thoughts about Shakari? Finishing dead last in a race. Uh, I saw the highlights. Um, she ain't never been a good starter, but that shit was funny. I ain't gonna lie because <laughs> the hype, the hype about it, you know how they do where no matter what, you knew she was gonna get the interview. So for right. her to have to go, yeah. So for, so for her to have to go in an interview and all three Jamaicans walk by in the background, <laughs> they, damn near dancing and laughing like ah, right. Like uh, that's what I mean. That's the part of it, but I, I think she just got so much going on. Like, no, it ain't gonna matter at the end of the day. But it's just gonna be, you know, a stand for the week. She just gotta close the phone for the week. Facts, and I think she what dropped out of the two hundred race, which was probably good idea. Because um, mm-hmm. doing that, if she was gonna get last in that, that might be all. That might be her status right there. Right. So right, you- right now, she's still a what's up. I was about to ask real quick. Could you imagine you being this, doing something in your life where the whole world is kind of like with you and then against you, and yep. then you as a person you gotta be this person that's like nigga fuck like you got a KD like fuck all y'all this is me and like so like no matter what though now the world want to see you just spinning that shit forever and it's yep. like it's like that she need to just take a break but then taking a break. They may, might not be her. She might just be like, "Fuck them." I'm still doing it. So it's just gonna be yeah. until until the, the the powers that be are tired of making it the you know first seven minutes of news. You know, then 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 it'll move on. So she just gotta ride this wave. Yeah, yeah. man. For for me, man, like if <laughs> it's like they build you up to break you down, man. Like she she came out like gangbusters at the Olympic trials and looked like she was gonna 
set world records and win Olympic gold. Then she gets busted for the weed thing, and then they tear her down. And now she back. Like, oh, man, she's back. She's going to prove that she's the best. And then as soon as she comes in last, they tear her down. Like, look, man, she ain't raced since then. She ain't raced since the Olympic trial. She ain't been training like that. I mean, I, I didn't know what people was going to expect. And for people to act like they really give a fuck is the part that really makes me laugh because nobody cares about track and field until the Olympics. So, I'll, like, I, I like the world quick. world championships people care about, you know, the, the track heads care about it. But, like, the only time people in masses care about track and field is the Olympics. So as long as Paris comes around and she shows out then, it's all good. Didn't, didn't she smoke the weed in a recreational legal state? Yes. So the mm-hmm. only hiccup in this whole thing is that it affected her to be able to compete in a three-week event that happens every four years. Yes. So, like, okay. So <laughs> that's a lot to deal with. I mean, that's like a puzzle when I have to deal with. Like, you ain't do nothing to where you legally wrong, but everybody hating you for doing it. And it's like, but y'all smoking weed, has y'all hating me doing it? Factual. Factual. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... I don't know, man. It's a lot. It's a lot. it's a lot of just like rumble and there's so much for nothing. Yeah, it's a lot. All right, I added this and y'all didn't see this, so I added it real quick. You gotta cut two of these players. You cutting two of these players. I be hating these. Yeah, it's on, it's on <laughs> popping. It's on and popping. I want to see where your head at, Dan. Uh, pause. Uh, see where your mind is, uh, Dizzle. <laughs> uh, so cut two of these players. Dame, Kyrie. A D and B Joker Luca. Dizzle you up. Hold on, I gotta write this down. Hold on. <laughs> you said Dame Kyrie. Kyrie. A D and B Joker Luca. Cut two. I will put Joker on the chopping block, but he got an MVP and he way more durable than A D or N and B. So one of them is gone. I'm cutting MB because he ain't got a chip. And I'm going to cut Luca because, because he still got some shit to prove. It's still very early. I don't think Dame really got anything to prove. I don't think Kyrie. Kyrie got a little to prove, but he got the chip. He's hit the he's hit the biggest shots. So I'm cutting Luca and I'm who did I say in MB? Luca and MB. What's up, killer? Oh, you need more time. You need more time. I'll I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I need Uh, more time. You know, at at first glance, this was very difficult. But then as I thought about it for like, you know, a second or two, it really was clear as day. Damn sure not cutting Dame. I'm damn sure not cutting the MVP and Joker. So it really all comes down to AD and MB for me. And as banged up as AD is always, when he's on the court, he's a better defensive player than Embiid. So Embiid is about to paint. So then it comes down to Kyrie and Luka. Now, everybody knows I have a hate-love relationship with the flat earther. And Where the love? I don't think I – I thought it was just a hate relationship. I saw some love. Here, here go the love right here. I got the man's shoes right here. Yeah, actually, there we go. I got the uh, the parade joints, the joints he wore at the parade. You, you love his shoes. They, they, go, they go to love. Got you. That's, that's, that's about $220 worth of love right there. <laughs> uh, 
So it comes down to Kyrie and Luca. And Luca, as good as he is, the nigga is a turnstop on defense. Like, mm. like terrible turnstop. But, but he's available and he plays. So I'm going to cut Kyrie Irving and Joel Embiid. What say you, Killer? So, within the first two seconds, Kyrie was chopped. <laughs> Get him out the face. It was, yeah, it was, it was a basically a Damon Kyrie thing, and I would much rather have Dame. So then it goes down to AD and Embiid, and I was looking like AD always, AD when hot is amazing, Embiid when hot is amazing. Both of them went injured, which happens. Uh, but one plays through injuries and one don't. Mm. So wait, which one? And B. Ah. And B played through a lot of. And B at least at least went out there and played. AD, you could tell when he's in the air on certain rebounds. It's a chance he's done for the week. Facts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you can tell when he just how he just moved with his like awkward abilities. I guess I would say. So then it was like Joker and Luca. I like them both, but so I you couldn't like, three. No, 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 no. I was just telling you where I was at. So oh. all the one I've cut so far is Kyrie. I was just Got saying you. where okay, I was okay. at mentally. I was going through AD and MB and then Joker and Luca. As much as Joker and MVP, as much as Joker can do is th- thug thizzle. I just like Luca better as a player. So I haven't been able to. Decide with AD and B, Joker, Luca, and Dame who I want to cut, right? So, unfortunately, my decision is going to be I'm going to have to cut. (laughs) He put it like American Idol. (laughs) I'm going to have to cut right after this break. Right. (laughs) It's going to be a no for me, dog. (laughs) I'm going to have to say MB, bro. So we all cut Embiid. Yeah, I cut Embiid and Kyrie because I still believe with AD, Joker, Luka, and Dane, that's unstoppable. (laughs) Sorry, you made made the right decision, by the way. I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, there it is. Another episode of You Can't Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out till next week. Peace. Peace.